Welcome to the Human Habit Podcast, where we bring you insights into everyday human behavior and help you to change your habits, change your life and transform yourself. I'm your host and brother, Ibrahim Salaman, the Human Habit Guy, a street scientist in the school of everyday life. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, all praise and all thanks due to Allah. Hi everyone, I hope you are good and well, in good health and imam of faith, inshallah. Welcome back to another episode of the Human Habit Podcast. And inshallah in today's episode we will continue with our conversation and discussion with our dear brother Abdul Malik. And without further ado, we will continue where we left off. Enjoy. So, how do you set goals... Because obviously you know now via Islamic learn or do you have a do you have a method so or I think I think last Ramadan I um, went to Taraway and I guess I would focus you know as a habit I would focus more on the recitation tone rather than what the person is saying because I didn't understand what they were saying I might be able to pick up one two words yeah so I said to myself I want to be able to read the Quran by next Ramadan. So alhamdulillah, I can read the Quran now, bit by bit, Mashallah, not, yeah. not fluently, you know, but I can read it with guidance, I can read it, Mashallah, alhamdulillah, yeah. so I guess it's just more or less setting myself, you know, targets, but at the same time, not being careful not to compare myself with others as well, because yeah. I feel like within society, you know, it's like, when I was a kid in primary school, secondary school, 18 was this massive age by the time I was 18 I was going to have a house car so it's important to set goals but also understand your set your goals realistically and understand your own capabilities you know living in the times of social media now where we're constantly comparing our lives with others it's important not to fall into that black hole of you know oh by the time I'm 30 I should have this Rolex or this big house or this that you know true success is when we actually get to Jannah you know, of course, yeah. we have the rights of the dunya as well and we want to strive to be our best in the dunya. But at the same time, I set goals, personal goals, but I don't. I, I try and draw a line of comparing myself with others, you know. So you focus on your own, on your own thing. You know, you reminded me several months ago or more than that anyway. I saw my uh, my little daughter and my little son were racing each other, innit? Mm. And she, she's 12 and he's 7. So they recently, they're like, ready, steady, go. So I said, ready, steady, go. And they both ran. So she's obviously faster than him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's run off. She's run off. And then he's obviously coming. But what he's doing is he's, stay, he's like, he's looking at her. Do you know what I mean? He's trying to get on her lane. Like he's looking at her, but without not even realizing he's going into her lane. Yeah. So I said to him, come here, come here. I said, look, stay in your own lane. Yeah. <laughs> Focus yeah. in your own lane because yeah. he's using so much attention. He's not focusing on where he's going. Where he's going. Yeah. So he's, he's looking at her to make sure that she doesn't run by him, but yeah. then he's going. So that's why, I, and uh, when I told that story, because it just reminded me of what you said as well. In life, it's like that when you have your own goals, is they in your own lane? Mm-hmm. Don't compare yourself to other people because everybody's on their own different uh, journey. So I agree with you on that because because okay. sometimes, like you say, it's a human nature in it. You look to like especially now social media, but also when you're young, growing up around your friends and stuff like this. So it's very very important. I'm glad you emphasized, no, you know, yeah. not to. <laughs> There's actually so, yeah. a hadith about that as well from the Prophet. So he says, you know, don't compare your life to others, you know, always look at those below you, you know, yeah. don't look at those above you because you don't know what they went through to, to get what they got. You don't know what Allah tested them with, you know, yeah. for example, you might see someone driving a Range Rover or a Lamborghini or whatever, 
and think, why do they have to have that car? I wish I had that car. Yeah. Not knowing that that person only got that car because it was money inherited on, you know, God forbid, losing the whole family or, do you know what I mean? You yeah. never know it, but it's easy to look at something, yeah. you know, in an image and, and, and believe that, you know, you should have that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it's very important, especially in our time as well. And like you said, the hadith of the Prophet there is powerful, like, because it's easy to compare yourself to those above, but look to those it's not easy, it's not human nature to always look to those below you because it actually takes a lot of effort mm -hmm. to, you know, like the thought process, like to actually, you know, look to those who are worse off than you and that. It's actually, it's a, it's a, it's a hard process, isn't it? How do you sustain the motivation and the commitment to achieve your long-term goals? Because sometimes, you know, when you set a long-term goals and, and it could be a year or whatever, but you know, like, it's like your motivation is like fleeting, isn't it? It's like now when we're going to mashallah in the month of Ramadan, people you see the first 10 days, like in the masjid, taraweeh, boom, boom. And then after that, you know, the emotion starts fading away, you know. Mm. So it takes a lot of effort. Mm. How do you sustain the motivation and the commitment? I think motivating myself is, is, is working out. Um, and also I think understanding that Allah is never going to give me more than I can handle. So sometimes, you know, there may be setbacks, but you just have to keep going. You have to keep striving, you know. And Allah doesn't change the condition of a people until they change what is within themselves. Yeah. So it's important to strive. And, and I guess what I do is just constantly just remind myself that my breakthrough might come at a different point to somebody else's. Yeah. I think it's a, the, the, the people only get disappointed when they compare their lives to other people. You know, when they think, you know, this person's... 30, 35, and they've got this and that. I'm this, I should have this and that, rather than focus on your journey is unique to yourself. Yeah. So I guess my motivation is understanding that, you know, alhamdulillah, I'm a Muslim, and anything that is room for me will always be mine. You know, even if it's between, beneath two mountains, and anything that is not written for me will never be mine, even if it's beneath, even if it's between my two lips. Yeah. So... Yes, that's it's, 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 it's remembering yeah. that and understanding that and then striving to do everything that I can within my means, you know, to make sure that, you know, I attain my goals. I think it's, I'm, I'm more of, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a person where like, I don't like to be a failure. I don't like losing. So, you know, my, 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 my fear of losing or being a failure is what continues to motivate that me. That pushes you as well. So, okay, so in that case, it has a positive like a positive intention, like fear of failure. Yeah. In your case, it motivates you to keep going, yeah? Yeah. And what are some of the hardest personal challenges you faced and how did you overcome it? In terms of my dean, I would say music. Yeah. I would say that the, the hardest challenges I've faced have been my culture conflicting with my religion. So Caribbean culture, you know, they're very outspoken people. You know, alcohol is always an occasion, you know, even in the desserts that we have cakes and stuff like that, you know, they put rum in there. Yeah. Um, music is a massive factor. I actually was um, made aware that Jamaica produces the most music per capita than any other country in the world. There's more bars in Jamaica per square mile than any other country in the world. Yeah. There's more churches in Jamaica per square mile than any other country yeah. in the world. So... Everything that is involved, because culture, at the end of the day, it makes you who you are. Yeah. You know? So I think the challenges is kind of finding the balance between culture, the the, the and and dean. You know, not compromising my dean on the basis of my culture. Yeah. And I would also say like you know things like Christmas, 
um, has been challenging as well because usually that's the time when you know with all the families together with me only being the only Muslim in my family um, practicing Muslim in my family that you know Eid is different for me because it's just an irregular day for everybody else yeah. where, you know so it's kind of like those type of things you know learning how to pray learning things about the deen I find that you know, it's a challenge in just learning about Islam in the correct way. A lot of people who I learn from have cultural habits, cultural things that they was taught when they was young that they then pass on. And in some cases, it might not be correct. Yeah. So it's about, you know, seeking knowledge from um, authentic sources as well. You know, yeah. learning my deen correctly. MashaAllah. Is that one of the motivating factors why you want to learn Arabic language? 100%. Like? 100% so you can get to the source of the... 100% because I think it's important for any Muslim. It's, it's important because at the end of the day, you have to, uh, you know, when you translate Arabic to English, sometimes there might not be a word that is a direct translation of whatever it is you're translating. So they might only be able to find the nearest meaning. So with you understanding the Arabic language, you can understand that information in its purest form yeah. rather than it losing its some value with it being brought to another language where the vocabulary might not be as rich as the Arabic yeah, language. Yeah, so you go deeper to learn it. Do you know, just to go, and just to go back, when I was going to say, and how did your family when you in handle when you became Muslim? Yeah, so my family, I guess. Your parents, your dad yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, so my dad, alhamdulillah, my dad was quite accepting, you know, I think, alhamdulillah, being blessed with my wisdom comes from my dad. Yeah. You know, Allahumma barik. He has a lot of wisdom, you know. And um, he was kind of like, you know, um, you know, if that's the life that you're going to live, then if that's what makes you happy kind of thing, then that's what you have to do. And, um, you know, focusing on, on, on if it makes you a better person, and that's what it is. Um, whereas my mom... She was like Christian, so she was like, you know, are you being radicalized? You know, who are you hanging around with? She was more concerned because yeah. my mom is, you know, Sky One advocate. She watches Sky News all day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> so you can imagine her perception of what Islam is. Yeah. So I guess that was the, that was the initial approach. But as time's gone on, um, they've been able to see a positive change in me. Yeah. And I remember asking my mom, um, you know, what What are the pros and cons of me being a Muslim? And she said that the pros uh, were that I'm staying out of trouble, I'm fasting, I'm praying, I'm more respectable. She knows I'm not in any any issues or anything like that. And the cons are that I wasn't raised a Muslim. Mm. So that was the only con. So just from that, it was, it. you know, you can kind of see, it, I wait, you see, can yeah. see the benefits of it. Yeah. And, um, you know, to the extent where she said she's happy I'm a Muslim, you know, Last Eid, yeah. last Eid, she made me a big Eid feast. You know, she said it was my Christmas dinner. I said, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really work yeah. like that, you know. But, yeah, but, but I understand, you know, where she's coming where she was coming from. Yeah. You know, even today after Iftar, she's, she's going to cook me. She only eats halal meat now, so she'll make sure she cooks halal meat. If yeah. I mean, stuff like that. So I guess that was the initial approach, but I've been able to give them dawah from... You know, kind of through your action, yeah. yeah, to be a better Muslim, make sure I keep it up so that they can see the benefit of it. Kind yeah, of thing. so through yeah, through action in it, like rather than words. The other things where I've got siblings. Yeah, so I've got um, four siblings. Mashallah, so mashallah. I've got three sisters and one brother. 
How did they? Uh, are they older than you? Are they older? So one brother in Jamaica who's older than me. I've got yeah. one sister in Bristol who's older than me. Yeah. I've got one sister in America who's older than me, and then I've got one sister in well, London who's younger than me. Okay, so did they work back when they found out you're Islam? Like, how did they? My sister, she's kind of like, I don't really speak to my other sister in America. I don't have much contact with her, you know. But I, I would, I've tried to reach out, but I guess it was because. She was from a different family, so it's very difficult to keep contact. Um, are, you, are, you, are you from different parents? Or? Yeah, 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 different okay, parents. Yeah. So I'm my mum's only child. Okay, yeah, for that, your other siblings are from a different, more like mums, yeah, okay, yeah, I get yeah. You, yeah. So, um, yeah, that kind of creates barriers, and this is why I guess it's important for me to maybe find someone who I'm compatible with rather than just anything else, because I want to make sure that I only have... You know, I was like, I know I can have four wives, but yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. one, one it's challenging, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, now they was kind of just accepting, I guess. Like even my sister, she had a barbecue not too long ago, and she cut my meat, you know, different separately, halal meat. So that's they understand yeah. it, in it. I guess it's a yeah. That's what they understanding. Yeah, process, that's good. Yeah. That's good. How do you handle stress and failure in your life? Because I know you said you don't like failure just now. So how do you hate it when you fail? Failure as a human being, nobody likes to fail. Yeah. But I think what what I try to tell myself and what I try to remind myself of is that sometimes things go wrong for you, but they go right for Allah. Mm. So I always kind of ponder upon the story of Al-Kidr and Musa, Yeah. And how at certain points in that story, you know, the Prophet of Allah, Musa, was mind boggled you know what was going on he could not see that there could be any possible good in the situations you know a man just killing a, a child that had done apparently nothing wrong yeah. you know and they're still being good in it in the long distance so I think it's trusting Allah trusting that Allah will never forsake you you know he will always be there for you and he will always have good in something as to why it's happening you know it may be that you love something and it is bad for you and you hate something and it is good for you yeah, so, I guess so it's a faith mindset. Your faith mindset drives faith that you. is goodness in, in yeah. everything that you go through, and that no matter what you go through, you know Allah will never burden you, burden a soul beyond its capacity. You know, yeah. so you always have the strength to overcome whatever it is that you go That's through. Good, yeah. You know, and I'm interested. You know, I, you know, earlier when you asked me how I became interested in habits, and I was telling you because I struggled to quit mm. in the bad habits, and I would say like it's like that, isn't it? When you struggle. And also going back to what you just said, you call up on Allah and when you're in difficulty and it's this human nature, even if you look at, even if you go to YouTube and you see people, you know, like their last minute, they say, oh my God, mm-hmm. you see what I mean? Like, they, you know what I mean? Like when they're in their last moment or something, they say, oh my God, this is the person who might have said there's no God or nothing. They're instinctively in it. They say, oh my God. So instinctively we ask. So when I struggled for years to quit my bad habit, I used to also do like what you just said before, you know, return back to Allah and ask him to help you out. And then as soon as you're out of that difficult situation, what happens? Yeah, you fall back to You fall back to your old yeah, ways. Yeah. So then, then, I, then I became interested in like the thought process. Do you know what I mean? The thought process. So like I became interested in, because even me when I was asking the questions like, why has behavior changed so hard? You're asking those questions to who? Yourself. To yourself, yeah. isn't it? So that's why I became interested in like the thought process or the self-talk. So how our self-talk influences our everyday thinking mm. and our decision-making. So to, so there's a good examples you show like now, you know, like even now, like when you said, when that, when you spoke to that guy on the Tuesday mm. and he triggered you to make a decision. Mm. 
Do you know what I mean? So I'm assuming from that Thursday, I mean from that Tuesday to Friday, you must have been engaged in a lot of like mental thought process of thinking, oh, should I make a decision? Maybe you were thinking, do you know what I mean? Like, do you see what I'm saying? 100%, yeah. So, sorry, good. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Now that's why I'm interested. Like, so you know when you just said now when you say dealing with failure, is that, that how you tell yourself, like how you remind yourself, like say this if Allah, you know, like the way you just said it, you say to yourself, like, look, if Allah meant it for you, you would have got it. Do you know what I mean? Is that how the thought process? Hundred percent. You know, I think if you think to you think to the kid, you know, you think you said you 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 got you got children, so yeah. thinking to the uh, the young the young children when they're at when they're at the breakfast table. Yeah. And you know, if they could choose, they'd probably eat chocolate and sweets for the whole, <laughs> yeah. you know, and they would kick and scream, you know, well, that they want it. Yeah. And you as the parent, you know, you don't want them to have that. You want them to have something healthy, so you might choose something different for them yeah. or whatever. But they can't see it how you see it. Yeah. You know, they don't know what's good for them, you know. Yeah. And Allah says in the Quran that it may be that you love something and it's bad for you and you hate something and it's good for you. Yeah. So what he's trying to tell us is, you know, that. He is the all-knowing. He is the all-wise. Yeah. He, he created the human being. He knows exactly what is in our own best interest. You know, we don't. Yeah. We're limited. Right now in this room, there's Wi-Fi signals. There's all sorts of stuff that we can't see because the eye hasn't been created to see that thing. Yeah. You know, you even have dog whistles where you can blow and the dog can hear it and the human ear can't because dogs have a different sense of hearing to us. So I yeah. think it's a, like it's understanding that, you know, trust in the process and you know it might it might be a failure to what to, to to myself but there's going to be goodness in it you know yeah there's a hadith from the prophet so where he says you know wondrous are the affairs of the believer that nothing bad can ever happen to him you know when something good happens he's he's grateful and there's good in it and when something bad happens he's patient and, yeah. and so there's still good in, in it yeah. you know so it's about understanding it like that you know mindset is everything you know your perspective on life is everything and i think you know everybody in life goes through things everybody in life goes through trials and tribulations that's a promise from allah yeah but it's about your solutions you know are your solutions when you're down when you're stressed when you have a setback when you have what appears to be a failure gonna be to go and drink alcohol or smoke drugs or you know do all sorts of evil things that are going to only lead you into a deeper hole yeah. or, your, or your solution is going to be to go to the masjid you know to go to the mosque to pray to read the Quran to listen to a reminder to listen to a shirk talk you know yeah. all type of things so sink help in it like sink help in the right way you know 100%. yeah so it's all about what your solutions are yeah mindset I agree with you mindset <clears throat> and that's that's habits of mind, isn't it? <laughs> that's why I'm saying you have to first, that's why to go back to that thought process, that's what I'm saying. You first have to convince yourself mm. of the thought process to create that understanding so that that understanding becomes a default mindset. You know what I mean? So once you have the default, then straight away it's on autopilot. You, you know what I mean? You get triggered in the right way rather than, say, a negative situation instead of, you know, having a downward spiral onto negativity. That means you haven't done, you haven't built up the right mindset in it. Mm. When people usually go down there, it's, you know, and haven't had somebody and share with them, or they haven't had enough experience. Mm. Do you know what I mean? To realize that this is not, this is not the solution in it. So it takes time to convince yourself, mashallah, which is a good thing in it. I think also, do you think that comes from like having, you know, like where you, you know, sports, like sometimes, if, and I think sports is a good thing because it helps you to develop. In the kind of right mindset in it because life is like a sport it's like a, you got to make decisions choices and you got to 
you know, like you, you got to deal with setbacks and failures and stuff like that and injuries and stuff like that. Do you think that also helped you as well from I your think, age? Yeah, I think I definitely would say so. I think, like I said, a competitive, a competitive, you know, mindset is something that where even if you do lose, you're going to make sure that you do or, or put in, you know, necessary measures to make sure that that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's about reflection, you know, looking where you went wrong and kind of trying to, you know, make the right decision the next time. I'm somebody who, alhamdulillah, I have a very analytical outlook on life. Sometimes I'm always assessing something. I'm always looking, maybe in, even in some cases, too deep into certain situations. Yeah. But yeah, It's I a habit for you. <laughs> it's a habit for me. So I guess it's just kind of like, yeah, that would definitely play a role. I feel like just the majority of things, you know, I feel like I'm just a determined person. Sure you know, mean. even when I was young, my mum would say, no, I'd always be like, trying to do something else you know so I guess determination I've kind of transitioned a lot of characteristics that I've gathered from a young age into Damn. who I am today yeah mashallah yeah that's good yeah because your habits you from a young age shape you like you said your environment circumstances your upbringing all those things and also the personality like Allah you know installed in you in it mm-hmm. okay so another question I want to ask was how do you manage your time and day is there any particular tips and hacks you use how do I manage my time? Ugh, to be honest, my time management is... Time seems to just close now. After I finish work and go home, gym, it's usually time for bed. Yeah. But I think maybe what I've been trying to do is have an hour a day, a couple hours a day where I set that aside to dedicating it to a skill or dedicating it to something to, which that's what I started doing with the Arabic language so just hours. So day. at the moment that you focus it on the Arabic language yeah, at the yeah, moment. Yeah, focus on Arabic language. But even when you look at like you know, times of isolation or time management, you know, reflection. Yeah. There's been a lot of times where prophets have been at a point of reflection and that's when the revelation has come to them. Yeah. So we know that the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to go to the cave to kind of, you know, reflect and meditate. The same with Ibrahim when he yeah. was pondering upon the, the moon and the stars and stuff like that. The same with Musa when he went to the cave. So it was kind of like something that is is a necessity but within balance so sometimes having some time to yourself to ponder upon life set yourself goals and you know take the necessary measures to approach it you know Allah will always help you but it's about you making an effort you know when you even think about Musa alayhi splitting the sea yeah Allah split the sea you know but Musa what did he do he put he, he struck the the stuff and that's when the sea split. Yeah, the sea yeah, could have split in anyway. it, stick in it, yeah. yeah Allah could have split it anyway. Yeah. But he, he wanted Musa to make the effort to do something on his behalf and Allah would do the rest. Yeah. You know? So the same principle applies to us, isn't it? Yeah. Mashallah, mashallah. Well said, mashallah. And a few more questions. Do you have any particular interest or hobbies that you do regularly now? Yeah. Learn Arabic, I think it's so interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I like to learn Arabic. I like to travel to new places. Yeah. I have a, uh, a massive interest in history, historical artifacts, historical monuments, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I like to do gaming as well sometimes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, traveling, trying new cuisines, uh, stuff like that. So. Yeah, just normal, nothing out of the ordinary, no skydiving. That's good, Lois, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so what inspires you? What inspires me is my family and my deen, you know. What inspires me is the fact that when I became Muslim, loads of people were saying they would never have expected me to be a Muslim, you know. Allah guided me at a point where I had no 
way of even expecting that I would be guided, you know. Allah guided me even though I couldn't see myself being guided, you know. But whoever yeah. Allah guides, nobody can misguide. And whoever Allah misguides, nobody can guide. Sure. So I think that inspires me in the sense that he could have chosen billions of people, anybody else to become a Muslim, but he saw something in me that I didn't even see in myself. Mashallah, so, yeah. you know, even though I got my flaws and, you know, I'm far from perfect, I'm still striving to eradicate a lot of flaws within myself that, you know, Allah chose me. So I feel like I got to show some gratitude for that. Alhamdulillah, yeah. Because, you know, sometimes even when I'm in Salah, I'm just pondering like, I'm a Muslim, it's still a bit surreal, you yeah. know, it's normal at the same time now for me to say, Assalamu alaikum, whatever, at the same time, it's still a bit surreal that I'm a Muslim, Yeah, you know, mashallah. so I guess that's what inspires me to be a better person is to know that Allah could have chose anyone, but he chose me. Mashallah, that's good. And this is the Human Habit Podcast, so I can't leave you without asking you the question. When I say the word habit, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Habit, I would say, is a behavior that you do regularly. So yeah, that's well, so mashallah. Yeah. yeah. So for you, it's a, it's a yeah. Because when I ask a lot of people, sometimes they link it with negativity. Yeah. So that's why I tell people don't just link it. So mashallah, with you, you yeah. don't just link it. You just yeah. see it as a yeah. I say a habit for me would be probably praying. Yeah, yeah. mashallah, it's a good yeah. habit. Yeah. yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's good. I wanted to create a new words because one of the things that caught my attention was that whenever I, and when I was researching about habits. Mm. I realized that nobody was paying attention to it. Mm. So that's one of the goals on the podcast is to create a new level of awareness. And even if you look at your life experience and your journey so far, it's like if you look, a lot of it surrounds the, right, the habits of the heart, habits of the mind, habits of the soul. You know, we don't realize that's just the behavior we do. Do you know what I mean? Like even when you say from a young age, you had the habit of uh, making jokes in this class. <laughs> mm. That's a habit, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah. see what I mean? <laughs> but uh, that would be a habit of heart because it's a habit of mind as well. It's also the social aspects of it. But we don't, so we just see it as something we do every day, but it's actually more stronger than that because mm. they discovered it's a special type of memory. It's a unique mental system, which makes it a unique mental system which organizes and drives our everyday thinking and everyday behavior. So it's like you now, mashallah, learn the Arabic language. That's what I'm saying. Uh, initially, it takes that effort. Mm. But then after a while of doing it, it becomes a habit. It becomes mm. like driving a car. It becomes automatic. So then the speaking and understanding the language, the Arabic language becomes second nature. Yeah. So that means now it's like you know it's like a it's, it's like a mental system that organizes and drives our everyday behavior. And another one is I've got my own little new definition. Right. I call it the invisible nuts and bolts of everyday life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because if you look at all the man-made structure, it's all made yeah. of... Nuts and bolts. Yeah, so I said habits. Habits and routine. Another word we use is routine, but there is a sort of different. Like, habit is one action or behavior, yeah. like you mentioned, that we do without no thinking. But routine is a string of... Okay. It's a string of habits. So yeah. there's a sequence. So you've got your morning routine. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that means there'll be like several habits that cluster together. Mm. So as long as the first one comes, yeah. boom, 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 the second, third one will come along. So a good example I always give is people, for example, a lot of brothers I know who struggle, may Allah make it easy for them, Amen. with smoking, I know that bad habit myself. So if you eat, every time you eat, you smoke. So if you try to quit smoking, obviously you're always going to eat because you need to eat. Mm. So this sequence is becomes like addictive it becomes powerful every time you eat you get cued or triggered to smoke, smoke. Mm. so a lot of people and even I was talking to a brother yesterday he was saying like even after iftar mm. 
the fast all day, have few t- and dates and water and then Cigarette. because it's a mental routine. Yeah, yeah. You see, so that means there's a sequence. So as long as that the cue before it comes, it's gonna be hard to resist it. So that's why I'm saying it's like this. So that's why I call it the invisible nuts and bolts of everyday life. Because everything we think, everything we feel, who we are, everything we do, and our whole life is made of habits and routines. Mm. So mashallah, and even your life story, mashallah, look. If you look, it was the habit of thinking about what's the purpose of life, mm-hmm. or you know, searching. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Habits like your habits of mind, like you're searching the decisions, and mashallah, that the trigger, the trigger by that brother. <laughs> mashallah, no. Blessing, I mean, but you see, you see, even now, you know, even talking about that, look, that brother's habit of triggering you that day. And now he's getting ajr for everything I do. Yeah, but he, does, he probably he doesn't, doesn't even know. know. Yeah, he doesn't have a <laughs> you see, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Habits are powerful because, mashallah, look, that brother who encouraged you to make the decision. He doesn't, like you said, that's how powerful habits are. So that little invisible nuts and bolts of everyday life. We, that's, what, well, that's one of the things I try to encourage people to realize that, look, everything about our life is made of habits and even you know to go back to what you're saying like the culture even that's a challenge now isn't it mm. like when it comes to christmas times like a mm. 100% man yeah it's quite it's quite difficult you know i don't really go around my family are used to it now innit? so they're not expecting to see me on christmas because yeah i don't really want to be around and not be involved in anything or anyone's thinking yeah like, i feel like if i'm there they're gonna be happy that i'm there so I feel like it's better to upset someone with the truth than to like please them with a lie, you know. Yeah. So I'll be you know me not. So it's challenge for you, learn it. Like not feeling it, said it's not the same anymore, which to a certain extent is a good thing because obviously we know that it's a pagan tradition that has nothing to do with the birth of Jesus. Peace be upon him. Yeah. And we know that this is a pagan tradition that originates from Mithras and you know the winter solstice. So you know may Allah increase us all in knowledge I mean, I mean. and you know protect us from these pagan traditions you know? I mean. but it's not easy when you're living in the western society where the majority of cultures and the majority of things has pagan origin so yeah it's know. challenging isn't it yeah. Yeah. may Allah make it easy for us I mean, yeah. and now Allah khairan bro we've got yeah. over an hour there and really really I appreciate you a fascinating story yeah. mashallah Allah mubarak and may Allah and keep you steadfast and and queer and and all of us keep us all steadfast and like you said guide us all and increase us in beneficial knowledge i mean i appreciate that and it was a pleasure and an honor to have you on the podcast and guys that's it for today's episode and inshallah until then take care and please do remember that the habits of the heart, habits of the mind, habits of the soul and the habits of the body do matter. They shape our existing and our future in this life and the year after. And you don't decide your future, you decide your habits and your habits will decide your future. Please always keep that in mind. And please, if you found this beneficial, do me a favor and share it with family and friends. And until the next episode, inshallah, take care. And I wish you success in this life and the year after. And I ask Allah to give us all ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار Oh Allah, give us good in this life and day after Safeguard us from the punishment of the hellfire Amin Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh